Ladies and gentlemen, the commercials. Hello, Dave. I want to play a game. Your whole life you have avoided confrontation and hurt feelings of other people, refusing to allow someone to feel emotionally poor if you could help it. You use phrases like, yes, and, and you take the appropriate measures to reduce possible animosity by being thoughtful and considerate. Some would call you a saint. Others would say you're a good example for the rest of humanity. I would call you pleasant and personable, someone trustworthy, well-mannered, and deserving of admiration and respect. Now let's see if you can look past niceness. The locked room you find yourself in is filled with emotionally vulnerable and sensitive people. Some of them just got out of relationships that didn't end well. The rest have low self-esteem and have never had relationships because of their fear of rejection. All the people around you have EEG monitors hooked up to them. It monitors their every emotion. There is an explosive device in this room that is set to go off in two minutes. There's no hope for the other people in the room. They're chained to the floor and will most definitely die in the powerful explosion. The room is locked, so you will share their fate, but you do have one chance to save yourself, Dave. Each electroencephalograph is connected to the lock that seals this room. If you're able to hurt everyone's feelings in that room by making uncourteous and diminutive statements about them all, leaving them all with a feeling of resentment toward you and themselves, the door will unlock and you may live. The two-minute timer starts now. Let the game begin. Coming to you from Studio 6C, on the main streets of Brooklyn, New York, this is the commercials-free podcast at thecommercials.tv and the magic of iTunes. My name is Dave T. Koenig. And this is Ken Pond. How are you, Ken? Good. How are you, Dave? Oh, oh excellent. I'm excellent. we got a great show coming up. We've already heard from Jigsaw. That's right. Yeah, we got Google Voice. Fun with Google Voice, in fact. Right. we got an awesome guest tonight. Who is it? Oh, man. We've got a guy who goes by the name of Sean Ringgold, and you may know him from One Life to Live. Uh, if you're a soap, soap opera watcher, and uh, mm-hmm. if you're not a soap opera watcher, this is also somebody who could probably kill you uh, with his bare hands. Yeah, he's, he's a very large person. He is a big, big person. Yeah, I met him a couple of years ago. Uh, I had done a kind of a TV promo for uh, a baseball show that used to be on Spike TV. Okay, and, uh, I, it was it was overnight. Um, it was me and another guy, and pretty much like the two of us together and then we were at a a sporting goods store and we were there all (coughs) night and at the end of the morning or at the end of the shoot i should say in the morning we see this giant guy come in i mean he's big i'm I'm, I'm, you know i'm not really good with weights and measures but i'm gonna go with like he's maybe like six seven six ten maybe nine feet and about 700 pounds of muscle (laughs) I, i may be off uh, and they said, okay, here's what's going to happen. You and this other guy are going to get dragged out of the store by, by, by this guy, and his name was Sean. And I shook his hand, and I still have scars. <laughs> so, he big, big guy. He looks huge in pictures. You he know, he looks, looks huge in pictures, and that doesn't even do him justice. Yeah. So, yeah, he's gone on to uh, fame and fortune as a uh, cast member of uh, One Life to Live. And he also played uh, Suge Knight in the uh, notorious movie the one that was that's the, right yeah that's right i am familiar with it. the biggie smalls biopic that's right you can look that up on imdb you sure can and wikipedia yeah so what else is going on not too much dave how you doing today by the way you have a good day i did have a good day thanks yeah, we're both a little tired aren't we we've had rough weeks it has been kind of a you know jam-packed 
active week. It has. I've been busy. You've been busy. Yeah, and, I've been and, busy. Yeah, but I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I have to say one of the things in, uh, you know, I think people should know this. You were you were late to the taping today. I was. I was you a little bit late. You were tardy. I was tardy. You were tardy. And uh, I just want to say this. It's not, you know, things aren't, it's not, it's not going well for you today so far because not only were you late, mm. but... Um, you know, you have this relationship that I have nothing to do with, with this with this promotional company, you know, the, the the company that promotes us is mostly macaroons. Yes, that's delicious true. confections for <clears throat> for your own enjoyment. And yeah, well, you read I mean, the copy. I, I was the yeah. I was the the go between between mostly macaroons dot com and our show, and that's right. And when we have a guest on, they are given a gift. From mostly macaroons, right? And that's like a promotional thing. It's a, it's yeah. a promo. It is it is like, a business you know, deal. You know, on uh, the Price Is Right, <clears throat> yes. The people that don't win, they get sh- really shitty things, like turtle. Well, I don't want to say turtle wax is bad, but they get like a lifetime supply of turtle of wax crap. as, a, as yeah. a consolation gift. I think you could say turtle wax is crap because I believe we've moved beyond the age of turtle wax. I don't think anyone uses that anymore. I don't know, but if they do, I don't want to get in trouble for having say it, and they want to, man, I don't know, maybe put me in a commercial for it. <laughs> As punishment? As pun, oh, yeah. We really don't like what you said about our product, so we want you to be our spokesperson here at Turtle Wax, Dave. Forever. Doesn't that make a lot of sense? I mean, that makes perfect no, logical makes perfect sense. sense. Yeah. Well, you know how, like, the FBI hires, like, computer hackers that once, like, hacked into the Pentagon? Yes, that's right. They're so, like, you're so good. That you're so bad that you're good. So what my whole career is based on the idea of insulting different companies and their products. And hooking some work from they, it. They find it so effective yeah. that I can sell the idea that they're bad that they figure, well, I can sell the idea exactly. that they're good. And, you know, I think you should bring it up a notch and mm-hmm. stand on the rooftops and go, Pepsi is an asshole. That's, you know, I think you're onto something. I, I am. I think we're going to nail this entire industry with a whole new... Uh, we're gonna shed some new light. We're gonna we're, we're gonna break. We're ground. gonna revolutionize <clears throat> the, the, co- the the cola industry. The revolutionize will be what? The revolution <laughs> will be podcasted. What the heck, Jesus? We what we'll do is we'll we'll be casting the pod, the as pod. they say. You yes. don't you know you don't podcast. Oh, okay. It is a podcast as a noun, but if you're in the act of freaking doing it, it's called. Casting a pod. I, I see. Yeah. You know no, no, no. That's true. And, right. and and I'm glad you clarified because if nothing else, we want to teach America how to say stuff. The good English. Yes. We have to teach them how to speak the good English because if we don't, we will end up with presidents who say things like, um, you know, Nuclear. no, or no taxations. Without nepnesentations. Right, right. And that is, we can't have it. We need or, presidents or, uh, that speak good. <clears throat> that is true. Or, uh, speak you well. know, fool me once, shame on our... Re- we Won't can't get be fooled, fooled again. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's the well. I mean, you know, if, if, if there's one thing that George W. Bush did for America is nothing. He, <laughs> <laughs> I'll play the regular liberal card and, and say bad things about George Bush. I think he's a well-rounded president. But go on, um, well-rounded, and then he sucks. He actually gave us the word internets. Did he? Yeah, as more than one internet. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, know what? in order to have a, more than one internet, you need another planet. That is true. With the yes. internet, yeah. The then w- only then can it. Like if we have internet on the moon, mm-hmm. that then we have multiple. Then internets. we have internets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, we will have some. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some. We'll let this. We'll let this part go by because uh, <laughs> we'll just let it breeze yeah, on. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do some editing during this part because uh, someone forgot to turn the ringer off I, on the phone. Sad. Yeah. I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm sad because <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> all right. So wait. Let's let's sort of like bring this full circle. Uh, wait, yeah. First of all, we're gonna have. Uh, now that you've mentioned it, we do have. Uh, a bunch of quotes from former President George W. Bush coming up in a segment we call Ask the Experts. That's coming up later. That is later in the right. show. Right. But for now, you mentioned that there may be issues with mostly macaroons. We have a problem that, that needs to be addressed. Please tell me. Uh, I, ca- I can't put this lightly. There's no way to put it lightly. I, I have to kind of be a go-between between you and our the first guest we ever had. That would be Brian McDonald. Brian McDonald. Sports genius writer, writer. And most unlucky parking guy ever. Oh, this unlucky guy, period. Period. Uh, uh, which makes him an incredible writer. Uh, yes. Because it's very, all very depressing and morbid. But mm-hmm. what, what, what the problem is, is, is he was the only one that didn't get any macaroons. Well, that makes sense. And, you know, he listened to the rest of the podcast, and he was like, what the f- Just because I wasn't on the state... Or a co-creator of The Daily Show. I don't get any fucking macaroons. Well, that's, see, that's not exactly how things go. It's not like we decided that <coughs> Brian McDonald was less worthy of macaroons than uh, Kevin Allison or Liz Winstead, for instance. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be that we didn't sign the deal officially with Mostly Macaroons until after he was on the show. That That is fine. You know, that's a good <coughs> reason. Yeah. Uh, but... How does it? What does it look to, like to him? Well, I, I mean, I can understand him being a little bit upset. Well, However, here's the deal: okay. we, re- we received our first bit of what I thought was fan mail. Oh, today. awesome! It's not fan mail. Oh, it's a letter addressed to you uh, from Brian McDonald, and I really think, Dave, in order to clear the air, I really, really think that we should give him his proper uh, 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 toastations or whatever they're called, and y- you read this aloud. Because oh, you want I, me to read it? I, yeah, I really think it's addressed to you. First of all, all right, and I really yeah. think you have to give him. I really I want to do the toastation. Okay, I, I want to see it's toastation time. I want to see the toastation. And I'll even give you some reading music. <clears throat> all right, for, for, all right. So you know, this is um, this is actually a, kind of a first here. Yeah, uh, on the commercial. We've never podcast. gotten mail before. Well, not physical paper mail. It's actual so this is physical exciting. paper paper <clears> mail, which is which is rare. Um, this is very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this is from the pen of uh, Brian McDonald. Brian Scott McDonald. Brian Scott McDonald, writer and uh, sports genius and uh, unluckiest guy ever. Yes. Okay, so uh, it says, with zero um, salutation, I'll add, 
Due to the lack of mostly macaroons provided to me for being on the Commercials Free Podcast, while all other guests receive them, I will exact the following revenge on Dave T. Koenig. Yeah. It really didn't. Okay. He's, 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 he's pissed. I, I could, well, I mean, that first sentence he's says a lot He's not happy me. with you. I, I can think, sort of yeah. tell. Um, okay, well, uh, it says, 40 things to do to Dave when I see him again. I'm guessing he's just, you know, including this for my edification. <laughs> Now, it's a long list. I mean, it goes on for several pages. I mean, this is... At I least. Mean, this, yeah. is a, this is like a half ream. It is. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just going to pick some yeah, uh, yeah, interesting go ones. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, okay, so well, I, we'll start with number one. Um, somehow coerce him to eat his own, quote-unquote, human manure. Wow. Yeah. There's no reading between the lines with that one. No. 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 Um... Well, number two, uh, feed him plastic. That wouldn't be out of the ordinary, though. For me. Uh, oh, for you? Okay. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> he's, he doesn't know that. Most people yeah. don't eat plastic, so that's kind of like not a good thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, uh, the number 10 is make sure he only eats leaves and the occasional bacteria treat. <laughs> And the, the fact that it says leaves leads me to believe that he doesn't want me to eat the stuff that comes off the trees. He wants me to eat members of a Toronto hockey team. <laughs> he's bad like that. Yeah. He's, he's evil like that. Hey, uh, apparently, uh, you know, spell check doesn't catch, right. um, you know, alternate spellings, spellings of things. Spellings yeah. of things, yeah. So like 17, later make sure he sees you paling around with many <laughs> other bugs. I'm assuming he meant paling. Paling? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you could tell, Brian, but I'm not exactly intimidated by your suggestions. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to take it lightly, but, you know, business is business. And if you didn't get macaroons from MostlyMacaroons.com, which I will attest are delicious yes, and worth having. They are. Uh, a I don't think that's deal. what's in dispute here, though. No, I think what's in dispute is Brian has seems to think he's entitled to something he's not. Oh, okay. Hey, it's between you guys. <clears throat> Number 24, brainwash him to want only potatoes for Christmas. Now that just... Hey, that's... I'm not big on practical gifts. I like, you know... I don't think that's right for him to say. No. I, I really think he crossed the line there. No, I, I think so. Uh, maybe we'll have to post this list on the website, thecommercials.tv, yeah, because I, think I so. want other people to give their opinions on this. I'm going to just... A couple more here. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, number 32 in this list of things that uh, Brian uh, is going to do to me when he sees me again. And good luck getting past my bodyguards. Right. Number 32, crush his... Ooh, sorry about that. Whoa. Number 32, crush his dreams and ambitions. Man. Hey, he's getting... Yeah, this is starting to this is starting to bother me just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, I don't blame you. Yeah, he's he's not pulling any punches. I mean, I want to remain neutral. Yeah, but no. I, I mean, I have to honestly say he's not pulling any punches. Well, I mean, it, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but if if Brian steps up to to Crush Dave your, T Koenig, right? He just, steps up to Ken Pond. Oh, well, I, yeah, I definitely have your back, <clears throat> but. You know, like you said, business is business, and it is your kind of little thing. I brokered the deal, yes, but it, this is a, you know... Okay. Okay. Now, all right. Um, <clears throat> number 36 is interesting. Get investors to fund the Dave T. Koenig Aquarium, where Dave swims around in a big tank naked and blowing bubbles. <laughs> 
Wow. Now that one I'd be into. Really? Yeah, I think so. You'd actually like that? I think I probably, you know, minus wow. the bubbles part. So, so you're getting? Are you getting mixed messages now? I start to think. Yeah, I'm not sure if if because you is, seem to go from anger to delight very. Well, quickly. you know, I like to very keep quickly. the mood of the show light. But frankly, right. I mean, there's parts of this that really get at my, you know, goat here right. because he's, exactly. he, this is an attack letter. But I'm trying to make it fun for the show. Right. But when it comes right down to it. It's not a it's not a happy subject. No, Absolutely not, not. No. 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 And I'll tell you, you know, you think you okay. You mentioned mixed messages. So okay, number forty is uh, trade him for a quote unquote better friend, <clears throat> which I think is horrible. It, it because is. you don't get a better friend than me. <clears throat> that is true. They don't make them. They don't make friendlier. Em. No. A, a, the, 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 the they don't make friend. him better. No, they, they don't. They don't make him better. So, okay, he ends with number 40, trade him for a better friend, which is just hurtful. Yeah. And it's he signs it, love Brian Scott McDonald. A list of horrible things he wants to do, <clears throat> and he signs it, love. Yeah, let me, Brian you know, Brian McDonald, let me tell you something, pal. You are not the first person to come after me, and you certainly probably won't be the last unless you do something to permanently hinder me and leave me on the side of a road to die. Barring that, I am not afraid of this attempt at intimidation. And I vow that I will never, ever allow a single macaroon to pass your lips for the rest of your life. Oh, dear. And here's what I have to say about this first piece of paper mail sent to the Commercials Free Podcast. Oh my god. Oh my god. Booyah. Damn, dude. Well, it looks like the the gloves are off. Yeah, oh yeah. The skillet is greased. Absolutely. The mulch is blade. Uh-huh. The toaster is popped. Uh-huh. The refrigerator's a humming. I do believe. The taxi's got its little red flag thing up, signifying the fair begins. Absolutely. A plane is flying somewhere over Somalia, going, holy shit, I hope we don't get shot down. Exactly. It's on. It's on. And you know what? I think I... Ooh, you hear that? It's a little bell. And you know who the bell tolls for, Brian Scott McDonald? The. It tolls for the. This is the Commercials Free Podcast. At thecommercials.tv. And uh, where else, Ken? Also, the magic of iTunes. All right, so we, let's move on from that ugliness into something that we've had a lot of fun with the yeah, last Yeah, something more weeks. pleasant. Yeah. It's something we like to call fun with, with Google Voice. With the Google Voice. Now, as we, as we have come to uh, appreciate, uh, Ken very uh, expertly explains what Google Voice is. So, Ken, you're on. Here I go. I hope I do it. Google Voice is a service that's free from Google Industries uh, Incorporated. And it gives you this free number that you can route to different phones. You could also get texts there. You could get voicemails. And one cool thing that it does is it takes your voicemails and transcribes them into text that you can read discreetly in your email or on, in a text message form. However... It's flawed. It's slightly flawed. Yes. Because it's not like somebody's writing down the transcript. No, it's a computer interpreting the human voice, which is not a technology that's anywhere near perfect right no, now. No, no. They give it the good old college try, but... Uh, right. The results are comical. 
That's which exactly is why right. we do it because we are about comedy. All right, exactly. Because right. we do we a show. We do a show. We are doing a show that is about comedy. Mm-hmm. So if we were to bring, for instance, if these Google translations weren't not hilarious, if they were, if they were very specific and accurate, and if they were not funny, mm-hmm. we wouldn't do them. No, we wouldn't even play. The that original. would be another show. That's a different show. That's a different show. On this show, we play. We the do actual, comedy. God we damn play it. the comedy, right. and that's what we bring to you. That's what's going. And down. we even go the extra mile of having a special intro like this, like this. It's a hopper and a chopper and a one, two, three, it's Google Sometimes it's twice. It's a hopper and a chopper and a one, two, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have today <laughs> on the commercials free podcast. Well, we will see you next week when we have our crap in order. <laughs> Well, uh, guess what, folks? Well, you know, they got to hear, hear the theme three times. And you know what? That's not... And that's all you could ever ask for. Yeah, I mean, that makes an entertaining show. That is one comedy show. You know what that is? What? Wacky aplenty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's try this again. We heard the... Well, why not? Here's the intro one more time. What? Go for it. Um, yeah, um, yeah, my name's, uh, my name's Mike. I, uh, I found a package, um, addressed to you. I got it by accident and, um, accidentally fell open and I get your number off of it. Um, so I called and it's from some company called Adam and Eve. It has some, uh, some things in it, some, uh, I guess what you could say, uh, adult marital type aids. (laughs) There's a, um, a variety of lubricants, all very, um, very slippery and, and uh, one was actually quite tasty. Uh, there's also this uh, this leather thing with a with a red ball on it and um, a rubber fist. Uh, I think it's a good one because it, uh, it it says it's from the Jody Foster collection. Uh, yeah, that accidentally um, fell out of the box too and got a little dirty and um, I'm, I'm soaking it right now and it, it should be fine. So um, yeah, I want to get this to back to you, but I, I could I'd bring it to you, but I got this like ankle bracelet thing on. If I get more than hundred yards from my house, the cops get a little wacky, and I'm not a lot around schools either. Um, but anyway, uh, you can come get it, you know. Um, yeah, if we come pick it up. You know, I I, I got beers, and um, we could talk, and I maybe mean, order pizza, or uh, I mean, my mom could could make us something. I think it's liver and onions tonight, but. Um, yeah, uh, give me a call back. Uh, you got my uh, number um, from me calling you, that caller ID thing. And my name is Mike. I'm going to get this uh, package back to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. All right. So that is the original voicemails left on our uh, voicemail, uh, Google Voice mailbox. Uh, the mm-hmm. number is 347-829-PUNK. Punked. 347-829-7865. And if you want to call and leave a message like John did, and uh, it doesn't so. matter what it is, just, no, just leave say, us a message. Because obviously anything. these have no basis in reality. I Be like the John you. Cusack movie. Yeah. Now, uh, a couple things on this one. Um, 
He says his main name is Mike, but I actually happen to know that's a guy named John, and he's a really nice guy, and, oh, okay. and I think that's the reason why he's being so willing to return uh, items your, that your were addressed toys? to. Yeah. Why mine? It doesn't even say Dave. Uh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I know I didn't order anything from the uh-huh. Jodie Foster collection. <laughs> At least this week. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. This is the new billing statement. Yeah. I made a mistake. Yeah, you, I got you on that yeah, one. You totally did. All right, so what we do now that we have that voicemail and the transcript provided by Google Voice, we we read them out loud. And mm-hmm. Ken, musical genius, provides the background music for a little story we like to call This Is Leather. Yeah, yeah, M. My name is... My name is Mike. I. I thought a package addressed to you later got a by accident and actually fell open when I get your number off of it. So I called it some. So call me a call. Adam and Eve has some things in it, so... My guess what? You can certainly adult normal play fades. There is a of ratty of lubricant all very, very slippery in. And I was actually quite tasty. There's also this. This is leather. Sing with us. With the red ball on it. And I, a rubber fest. I think it's a good one because it up there. This is from the Jodie Foster collection. <coughs> yeah, that actually the box to end out a little better tea and from them. So if you have right now and it should be fine. So yeah, I want to get this back to you, but I could, I, I could, I would bring it to you, but I got this like ankle bracelet thing on the fly get more. That's a hundred yards from my house. (laughs) The cop's a little wacky and well around schools either. But anyway, you can come get it, you know. Yeah, him come pick it up and I, I, I got two years. And maybe we could talk and then maybe order pizza or I'm in. My mom could, could Make it something. I think it will Burlington's night. (laughs) But yeah, hi. The give me a call back. You got my number from the calling you, the caller I... D thanks, and my name is Mike. When you get this package back to you, okay. Yeah. Ha. Bye. Wow. Yeah, that is that is quite a story. <laughs> that is some mystery meat indeed. What 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 did you say about in the at things in the Adam and Eve? Oh, okay. Well that that was early on. Yeah, that um, was way earlier on. It might be hard to hard to find. But yeah, okay. Well it's There says, are things in the Adam and Eve. Um I believe, was it? Uh well here we go. So this is okay. where the Adam and Eve part comes in. So it says, uh, so call me a call. <laughs> Adam and Eve has some things in it, so my guess what? <laughs> and this is my favorite sentence right afterwards, which is, you can certainly adult normal play fades. 
And Ken, don't play fades with me. Don't you dare even try to normal play fades with me. You know who? Would have- look, you call me a call. Yeah. Oh well, but you don't ever. Don't ever play a fade with me. No. I, you know what happened to the last guy who played fades with me? What, what's that? I crumpled up his letter and I threw it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the commercials. Free Woo-hoo! podcast. We are going to come back in just a moment. And when we do, we're going to be joined by Sean Ringo, <laughs> soap opera star, former bodyguard, arm wrestling champion, and... A giant, giant and a man. Super giant. Ken, take us out. Let's go, baby. Do you have problems at night sleeping because trick or treaters won't stop coming to your door? Well, we have the solution for you. At the doctor's hospital for trick or treat removal, our trained physicians are trained. To help you get rid of trick-or-treaters. Trick-or-treaters are amongst the most deadliest diseases known to man. First appearing in Africa in 1985, it quickly spread throughout the world. Every year on Halloween, trick-or-treaters come out and pester the living piss out of you. You, someone you know, or you yourself may be a victim. Don't wait. Call now. And if you would like to advertise on the Commercials Free Podcast, please send us an email. Info at thecommercials.tv or you could just send us a check up front. Heart to Heart, a podcast to podcast. Heart to Heart, a podcast to podcast. Heart to Heart, a podcast to podcast. Well, Ken, that, that music can mean only, mean only one, one thing. thing. That's right. That would be that. Uh, <laughs> it's time for another podcast to podcast. That's right. Uh, this is a segment on the show where we talk to people who either have a podcast or somehow are linked to a podcast or don't even have a podcast at all. Or have maybe listened to one. Maybe listened maybe. to one. That, the criteria one. is very loose. Is limited. Uh, we have an awesome guest for the show this week. Uh, mm-hmm. He is a regular... Uh, on on One Life to Live, the soap opera, uh, he played uh, uh, Suge Knight in Notorious, That's the right. biopic about Biggie Smalls. Mm-hmm. He is a champion arm wrestler and uh, a former bodyguard for some famous folk, and we want to talk to him about all of that stuff. Sean Ringgold, hey Sean, how you doing? What's going on, Dave? Ken, what's happening? Not much. Not we're glad much. you can join us. Yeah, Thanks we're for glad uh, you can taking get... some time out. Yeah, thank you very much. So tell us oh, what's man. <laughs> definitely, definitely man. I'm here. I'm here. What's going on? <laughs> so tell us what what's life like on a soap opera? Yes, please. Wow, what's life like on a soap opera? Damn it, it feels like my life is a soap opera. Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, it's interesting, man. It's it, it's awesome. Um, you get to really interact and meet a lot of good actors, you know, because the turnaround time when people are shooting is very fast dealing with people who are at the top of their game who who in my aspect are just really great actors and actresses i've been very fortunate to work around some real good actors so um you know it, it's really a blessing because it just continues to put you in a position where you need to continue to grow and you know in this field of acting and being a thespian you have to continue to grow and not be stagnant so uh it's really awesome man you work with a lot of good people and you know it just helps you in every area of um of your acting, you know, career just yeah. to be on a soap because it's it's challenging. It's not an easy thing. 
the turnaround time, when, as far as like when you get a script, you guys don't have a lot of time to prepare. You just go, you get the script and you go right to it pretty much, right? Pretty much. I mean, it, it really helps you, you know, work on your your mental muscle because, you know, you get a script that, you know, in a movie would take a week to do and you have to do it in a day. Sometimes you have, you know, five to ten scenes. Other actors who are very much more involved in the soap opera, you know, have 20 scenes and it's really a wow. lot. But the character starts to become a part of your life. So then, you know, it you start to know the storyline and it starts to just flow. But in any aspect, you know, you just can't, you know, hang out and party and then go to work the next day. You have to, you right. have to really commit to, you know, memorizing your stuff because it's it's very fast. You only have one or two shots. You really can't be messing up with that much because it's very expensive to keep those cameras rolling. I'm sure. Now, Sean, Sean on the on the on the flip side, there are also some seriously hot women on the <laughs> set of oh, most soap operas, right? Me. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, aren't those the hottest women in the industry right there in the soap opera? Uh, they're, they're quite. There, there are quite a few beautiful women. I can't even for sometimes. You know, you work with people. You're like, my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't say it. You know, my eyes say it. But uh, yeah, it's one of the perks, man. You know, I'm that's sure. when you really don't want your breath to stink. That's when you don't want to be stumbling on your lines. But sometimes when an actress is dynamic, she's feeding you such awesome energy. You just start to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. Now, um, you you uh, have become kind of a, a popular figure. I did we did some we did some looking around online, and and there's a Sean Ringgold fan club. Yes, there is, man. I'm, I'm very like I said, Dave, um, I just really, I started, you know, almost four years ago. It's been like three and a half years now. This March coming up will be four years. And I started under five lines as a bodyguard for a guy named Vincent Jones. And, you know, that storyline played out. And, you know, they, they, I was very fortunate to have a family that they created for me, you know, a mother, a father, sister, and a brother. And mm-hmm. it really turned into a real-life soap opera. And, I just really try to give them my all, and a lot of the fans have been very receptive, very positive, very supportive, and I really don't act the character so much like myself in, mm. in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So just kind of, you know, I've grown into the part. It wasn't easy in the beginning, but it's now, it's really become a part of me. So now, when I'm on the show, and I really just try to be genuine, and I, I feel that the fans have seen that, they, they believe, you know, where I'm coming from, and they like me, and my nickname, they call me Big Sexy. So, you know, that's... <laughs> That's an awesome nickname. Try to try to keep it. I just try to keep it one hundred and, and positive for all the fans, and just try to be humble and appreciative for all that they've given me. That's great. You play a guy named Sean, and you say the character is very close to your life. Um, was that a coincidence, or did they name the character after you? Well, you know, you know what? That was really a coincidence. I just, I guess they did some research on me. I don't know. No one's ever told me anything. But I just found out my character name was, which is unique. My name is Sean, and my real name is Sean too. And it made it easier for me to to be that person. And um, I guess they 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 saw the kind of person I was because keep in mind I did you know a lot of executive protection in my personal life, and then you know being a bodyguard on the show, those movements, those actions, the attitude, and it it just it almost came natural. But you know over time you just start to open up. And, you know, that's what it's really, you know, become. Yeah. One other, another name you have played, and we want to talk about your uh, 
your executive protection, which is which is a great term. Um, yeah. But we want to talk about another name that you portrayed, and uh, it's somebody else who's got a real-life presence in the world, Suge Knight, uh, in Notorious, the movie that came out not too long ago. Um, yeah. Well, if it doesn't suggest it to you right away, I mean, that obviously explains kind of how big you are in stature. And Suge Knight is another big guy who's big in stature. But at any point, did you think to yourself, if I play Suge Knight, am I going to get killed? <laughs> well, you know something, I guess? Funny you say that, man. You well, know Suge Knight is, you know, I don't mean to, you know, get myself into any trouble because Lord knows I'm not as big as you are. But, uh, you know, I could easily find myself hanging by my ankles off of a balcony. <laughs> If, if we would have did that commercial that we did or that promo, I would have probably hung you up. The <laughs> how was that experience? Right, you don't want to tell everybody how we originally met. How are you gonna try to play humble over there? How superstar? Okay, buddy. you know what? I already got through it. I, I'd hate to say. I, I'd love to tell you I was humble and and modest and stuff, but I was like, hey, I worked with Sean Ringgold. <laughs> I got thrown around by my neck by Sean Ringgold. That's how tight we are. Here we go, baby, right around the neck. <laughs> how was playing Suge Knight? I mean, yeah, seriously, man, what though. was that like? Dude, it was, um, it was really awesome, to be honest with you, because really, you have to think about it, and it's really unique, and that's why like, I just say everything that's happened in my life when certain projects don't happen for me, certain things are just divine and, and, and are supposed to be, you know, God just you know, leads me to these roles or they just happen for me. Because if you think about it, just going to, you know, backtrack for a second. I did executive protection, I mean, you know, in my personal career. Then I ended up getting with my name, Sean, on a soap opera, and I'm a bodyguard, and then it turned into a family. So then I get a role for Should Knight. Keep in mind, Should Knight in his own personal life, he was a bodyguard for, like, Bobby Brown and a couple of other entertainers, mm-hmm. and he was also a football player. I wasn't a football player. But I tried to play football in the hood. And <laughs> okay. then from there, you know, he got into other things that, you know, I ain't really going to get into. But he was a bodyguard and he was a big guy and intimidating. And the thing is, he worked in the entertainment business. I did the same thing in my own my own life. You know what I mean? So then for me to, I've worked around, I've worked around, I can't exactly claim, I've worked for like, you know, LL. I worked with Ludacris before. Mm-hmm. Um, some people I can't because of confidentiality agreements and stuff like that. I can't mention their names. Mm-hmm. But if you see the pictures, it speaks volumes. You know, I'm, I, you're very familiar with a lot of people I've worked with, Dave. Yeah. Well, um, you, if, but, if someone knows well, how to use Google, they can find out some of the bigger names that you did protection for. Right. Exactly. Just Google Sean Ringo security, and you can see. But I can't say. You we know, won't the, say. I'm tired by the list. So that being the case. When I got to play this role, there were many times I've traveled with different artists that I didn't really like. Mm. And you have to think about it. He had a, he had a situation with like, you know, the east uh, with the East Coast because he was from the West Coast. So there were many different you know actors or different rappers I didn't like. So I really took those personal experiences when I got an opportunity to play those roles. I made it real life. So when I was talking to Derek Luke, who was playing Puffy, and I was doing my speech on the stage, I was like. You know, really acting as if you know I was that person, and it just—it was very easy for me because I'm from the entertainment business for the last you know seven to eight years. Mm, mm-hmm. So it really came natural, and actually, the guy's pretty cool. You know, I mean, from what I've experienced, that's but, all I'm we're ever going to say about him. Because he, because because he will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, man, I tread carefully, man. You know, I'm a real nice dude. I'm strong and all that other stuff, but I learned, man, loose lips loose save ships, man. Good policy. So it's just better to sometimes say don't say certain things and people just know what they are, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly. the right way exactly. to go. You, you, make, you make friends very easily, and I think that's why you and I uh, have been staying in touch uh, all these years, uh, despite the fact that I still have your thumbprint on the back of my neck. <laughs> um, my brother, I got two peace signs. I come in peace, my man. You always come in peace, and that's that's awesome. Now, something you, I mean, I don't know if this, this doesn't exactly conflict, but there's a side of you that comes out, and I've seen in videos, when you uh, have done... Uh, arm wrestling. Tell us about your career in arm wrestling. Wow. Um, I actually stumbled onto that, man. Like, I think that that was supposed to happen as well. I used to be that guy that I love, like, uh, Sylvester Stallone. I don't care what nobody says. Some people say <laughs> yeah. You know, they'd be like, you can't, whatever, man. He's so successful with, you know, what he did with Rambo and Rocky. I mean, come on, man. It, cause he is, I can see that happening for me because he seems to be so much like that character. He mm. just is who he is. He wrote his own screenplays and look at what it's become, well, most of them. So the thing is, that being that being the case, I'm watching this guy. I love this movie over the top. I've loved this since I was a kid, right? Mm. I'm being straight honest with you, Dave. No fear. <laughs> I love this movie, bro. There's times I, I'm going to tell you some emotional stuff, bro. I cried one time, you know, when he re- reunites with his father and all this stuff. And you got, you know, forgot this guy in the background singing a song. But anyway... <laughs> I see this movie, and then one real life situation happens where I walk up on the bulwark because I used to be a lifeguard. I wanted to go visit my buddies. <coughs> and I see these guys arm wrestling. They had a competition. I freaking entered the competition, and I meet everybody there. Guys that were, you know, semi pros, and I'd never arm wrestled wow. a day in my life. But I watched the movie so much, and I believed in the character. I took it to real life, and I beat all these guys, and it started becoming a career. Did my you have a hat on? Then uh, you turned it around like a like a piston. Yeah, I did the same thing. You did bro. The same. <laughs> nice. Mind there, over matter. This. See, I have the no fear hat on. I turn it backwards, and <laughs> I really was doing and I And I was just beating these guys, like, left and right. Then I got serious about it, became professional, and won titles left, well, undefeated. Left hand, right hand, for like three, four years in a row. And wow. I won the Big Apple Grapple in 2007, and that's when I retired because I, I beat one of the best world champions, guys. It was uh, Georgie Pachavalli. Was one of the world's best that he's beaten some world champions so the fact that i beat him two times and i said that was it for me because my arms were really starting to hurt it wasn't <laughs> making money but you know i made a mark and people know my name and that's all that matters to me well you're definitely making a name for yourself now and uh man it's it's really cool to say you do you do have a website we want to tell people about uh seanringgold.com uh you're pretty open about some of the stuff you had done, you know, as far as hanging around with celebrities. And you've got more pictures on your site with celebrities than most of us have uh, in magazines that we buy, on, if, like, on the rack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been very fortunate, man. Uh, the photographer was very generous as well. i got to shout out my man, Ronnie Wright. He was always there and he always looked out. You know, you always got to take care of people as well, man. You know, you got to think about that movie, Casino, man. you got to grease the palm, man. Because, <laughs> you know, right. I, those images... You know, they just capture a part of my life and, you know, what I've been around and just very grateful. I thank God for a lot of uh, good people in my life to, to, to keep me in these circles because I guess, you know, I, I know how to get along with people and I'm trustworthy. So 
it you know it's a it's not an easy business to get into but once you have a name and people know who you are and they know that you're responsible you know they'll they'll keep you around and i've just been fortunate to have photographers who became buddies and when they would see me with the person they would take a lot of pictures and i've been real fortunate dave really really am i'm really grateful well we're we're grateful and we're fortunate that you took some time to uh to to talk with us and and hang out a little bit and and answer some cool questions so uh you know best of continued success to you you're a good guy and 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 we'll keep pulling for you I, I really appreciate it, man. And you continue to do what you do, man. We got to get together and put some ideas together. Because watch out, y'all. My man Dave over there, watch out. It's Ken's <laughs> here, too. And I, I tell you, if you don't know, Ken is is pretty cool, too. <laughs> oh, please. See, if you have to tell someone that I'm cool, Dave, that makes me not cool anymore. Yeah, no offense, man. I just never met you, Nate. you <laughs> <laughs> Sean Ringgold, thank you so much once again. And if you want to check Sean out, he's at seanringgold.com. S-E-A-N-R-I-N-G-G-O-L-D.com. My man. That's right. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Take care. And uh, for showing up on the, or for appearing on the show with us, Sean's going to get a gift pack of macaroons from mostlymacaroons.com. All apologies to Brian Scott McDonald, by the way, for not getting oh. macaroons. Right. But uh, Mostly Macaroons creates delicious homemade baked treats for gift baskets, party favors, special events, or your own personal enjoyment. www.mostlymacaroons.com. Another thank you to Sean Ringgold. And boy, oh boy. Mm. Dave, don't I swear to you, we're gonna have a problem if I don't get my damn macaroons. <laughs> you know, I'm afraid to Dave, not get you it. your macaroons. You have your terrifying. macaroons, I yeah. swear, sir. I promise. Yes. Don't go Suge Knight on me, all right? Vanilla <laughs> ice can happen at any moment. You keep it up. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back with more of the Commercials Freak podcast on the commercials.tv and Ken. And Ken. The magic of my tunes. We'll be right back. All right, brother. Have a good one, Dave. Hey, you too. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Take care. Got it. Bye bye. Bye. Your grandfather's in the backyard. You're an 18. Your grandmother's washing her socks, even though she's got none. Your father is kissing the priest Out in a Chevy Parked in the driveway Your mother's tired on the fifth or sixth Tom Collins And I'm talking about the man Not the drink It's Thanksgiving at your house this is how it always goes Don't you wanna kill yourself? Back here on the Commercials Free Podcast on the Commercials.tv and the magic of iTunes Sean Ringgold, great guest Awesome Punctual Punctual to the Polite, good guy. And uh, again, if you want to check him out online, he's at seanringgold.com. That's S-E-A-N. Ringgold is R-I-N-G-G-O-L-D.com. Now, Ken, uh, that yes. song we just played there. Yes. 
It is called. It's we called, wrote it together. It yes. is called a November song. A November song, and we're really proud of it. And then we, we kind of like we snuck it in. Uh, I guess last week or a couple weeks ago, and uh, due to popular demand. What are we doing? We are putting it on the website as its own downloadable link. It's a free song. It's a free song. Yeah. Do with it as you will. Give it to friends. Give it to coworkers. Give it to friends. And then give it again to coworkers. And we will we will like it. Yeah. We, we want you to distribute it freely. Enjoy it. Don't record your own version and sell it. But just just enjoy it and tell people where you got it. I would tell people, encourage people to record their own version and sell it. Ken, we are on different pages where it goes to this. <laughs> <laughs> now, earlier in the show, we uh, we were uh, alluding to our former president, the uh, former beloved president, right. George W. The Bush. one right before the black one. The one right before President Obama. <laughs> I don't know why we had to specify. Ken no, no, was, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. what? He is black. He is black. Okay. That's just, no, it's okay. I'm with you. All right. Don't uh, don't play fades with me. Uh, I you if you're not careful, uh, the fades will be played. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, we this uh, that actually tied in nicely to a segment, uh, a rather new segment on the show called Ask the Expert. Don't you give me a question, baby? I hope you will answer too. Why don't you give me what I won't ask me a question? One, two, one, two. Alright, so this is the segment on the show where we answer your questions. We present ourselves as experts to America. That's right. And what we do is allow you to ask us questions. You can email your question to info at thecommercials.tv or you can even call and leave a voicemail at uh, 347-829-PUNK or you could just think the question to us. That, that would be think least it. effective, but if you want, go right ahead because Ken is a registered psychic. I am a registered think receiver. That is true. So, our first email question comes from Dubuque, Iowa. A woman named... Deborah Shore said, Ken, I really think you offer quite a few insights about our current government and even more so about our past government. What things do you most remember about President George W. Bush? Which is a really interesting co- uh, coincidence mm-hmm. uh, that Deborah brings up uh, unintentionally because. We were just talking about President we Bush. And uh, what do you remember about good old GW? GW was one of the old boys. He was one of the good old boys. I, um, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. I raised my shotgun to him. Uh, when he was elected, I fired recklessly into the air. Mm-hmm. Buck shots mm-hmm. everywhere. Let's, let's clarify that he was nowhere remotely near you. No, 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 state. no. In the spirit of celebration. Correct, yes. I just want to make not, sure that... No. I, I just don't want you having the Secret Service showing up at your door. Right. Okay. Right, because <clears throat> they wouldn't want him dead. Um, but no, I celebrated his inauguration. I love him. He... he you know, I, I love him so much, I'm going to... I'm going to kind of give you a, a nice little smooth 
thing of of things he said. These are these are actual things George W. Bush said out loud. Actual things to George people, W. Bush to other people said out loud. Not just like oh they we they happen to be listening. He said it to people in 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 front of even the media. Yeah, he, he was he expressed these. Yeah, so they and were they recorded. were recording. Yes, okay. they were. They had pressed. They had unpressed pause. So these are actual factual things that our former president George W. Bush said. Yes. Okay. Uh, the floor is yours, my friend. In Townsend, Tennessee, February twenty first, two thousand one, he said, "You teach a child to read." And he or her will be able to pass a literacy test. Sage words. You know, what couldn't be truer is, you know what the, I think one of the best things about that quote is, you can't go wrong when you say a sentence and the first part of the sentence is supported by the last part of the sentence. That is true. So it's kind of like a palindrome. Like yeah. for instance, like it's, it's, for, <clears throat> it's like saying, Dave. Mm-hmm. You teach a man to drive a car, and he'll have a driver's license. That? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Ken. You teach a person to ski, and they'll be skiing. Wow. Yeah. I, I never really thought this before, yeah. but Ken, yeah. you're, no, he's, he's, you're presidential material. What I, else did I George am, W. I Bush am. say? Uh, in La Crosse, Wisconsin, on October 18, 2000, GW said, Families is where our nation finds hope, where wings take dream. Well, that's sort of a double whammy there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know about you, but uh, where wings take dream mm -hmm. yeah. uh, is where I want to be. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It almost sounds like it came right out of uh, one of our Fun with Google voice segments, doesn't it? It does, yeah. it does. And uh, I, I also think that for a president, by, by the time you reach the office of president, subject-object agreement yeah. need not... Yeah. Apply. The hell with sentence structure. I'm just going to put words down. Yeah. The, I, I think, well, I, I got to salute his speechwriters for being like, look, we're going to get so drunk uh -huh. and write the hell out of a speech. Right. Some of it sounds like what we do when we turn the mics off. Well, no, when we, when we stop recording. We turn the mics off. Yeah, the mics are still and on. And face the other way. Yeah. And talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so what else? Uh, any more heartfelt? Yeah, yeah. We got, we, got, we got another good one. In Washington, D.C., of course, where you would expect him to be. Mm -hmm. On September 19th, 2002, he said, people say, how can I help the... Let me, let me start that again. We'll start that again. Yeah, yeah. He said, people say, how can I help on this war against terror? How can I fight evil? You can do so by mentioning a child. I believe mentoring... <laughs> Maybe we start that one over. Simply mention a child and you'll receive a free gift certificate to the anti-terrorist allegiance group. You know, they're at the door, like, excuse me, I'd like in. Uh, what are you supposed... Oh, um, Shirley Temple. Come on in. You mentioned a child. You yeah. mentioned a child. Bonus. Webster. Wait. <laughs> Come on in. Well, you know, the tricky ones, though, are when you, 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 you say, like, Vern Troyer, who is as small as a child. Right. But is actually, in his, uh, like, 40 years old. Yeah, but, you know, they're going to let you in anyway, because they're going to be really, really, you know. It's hard to mention a child. Yeah, it's it very is. hard. It is. So they're yeah. going to let people slide. There are not a lot of children. Yeah, so that's good. People say, how can I help on this war against terror? How can I fight evil? 
You can do so by mentoring a child, going into a shut-in's house, and say, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a dope. (laughs) First of all, there's a couple things wrong with that. If you walk into a shut-in's house, he's going to be extreme. You're probably going to get killed. He's going to respond violently because he's a shut-in for a reason. Yeah. He doesn't like people. That's true. And he's not... He's not going to be magically whisked away to the magical land of extroversion just because you tell him you love him. And, you know, when it's a shut-in child, um, I'm sure that goes over real well with the parents when somebody just walks in and says to their child, I love you. you. (laughs) Or if they whisper it, I love you. And uh, I really love children. Yeah, I love love you. I stole that joke. But, uh, uh, oh, here's another one. Uh, in, In Florence... Uh, South Carolina on January 11, 2000. Mm-hmm. GW said, Rarely is the question asked, <laughs> Is our children learning? <laughs> I don't know, know, Dave. Is is they? It, let me let me let me try to elucidate on that. You should. Yes. Our children's is learning in a good time way. Yes. But because they it can be gooder. Yeah, they is trying to be weller than they were before. Not just gooder, but weller and not any badder. That is true. If they do gooder, they will have done good. And not just good, but weller than doing badder. I think we've uh <clears throat> I think we've uh, solved this uh yeah. mystery within a riddle that is president George yeah, W. Yeah. Bush. Oh, he knew what he was doing. Uh, maybe we have one time. Time for one more. Maybe one uh, more. One more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this got? is one of my favorites. In Washington, D.C., he said on August 5th, 2004, our enemies are innovative and resourceful. And so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people. And neither do we. Yeah, the most honest president I think we've had in quite some time. He knows. Because he is always thinking of ways to harm our country and people. That is true. And I, my hat goes off to him. Because if I was president, I would have a hard time thinking about harming the country and the people. Yeah. He didn't even he didn't, he didn't even shake boom. a stick at it. No, no, yeah. he just he was like, boom, I'm boom. here. I'm what harming people. Yeah. Let's, it's time to harm some folks. It's like when you have a party and you invite a friend over and they just like immediately decide, I'm gonna start helping set up the party. They like come a little bit early. Yeah. And they're like, Help, where do I put the potato salad? Right. Okay, can I wash some dishes for you? Right. George Bush comes in and he's like, How can I screw up the economy? And where can I spend money on a big war that won't get us anywhere? Right. I think or, the same. or he could say, oh, was I supposed to bring croutons? I'm going to set fire to the place instead. That's true. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That's what we would. That's he's, uh, <clears throat> he's somebody who uh, maybe would fix a leaky gutter uh, with uh, a tank of gasoline and a match. Yes. Yes. Okay. Or a small child. He would plug the gap. With a small child. All right. Well, Deborah, thanks for your question. Uh, yeah. And she uh, says, a little P.S., where can I learn more? About former President George W. Bush. Okay, that's easy. Just go to Wikipedia and type in dumb, stupid ass forward slash former president, and it'll automatically bring up George W. Bush. You could also go to your library, your local library, mm-hmm. Good walk in and urinate on the floor, and they'll be like, the George W. books 
are that way. They'll know what you want. They'll know what's going on. That's why Ken W. Pond is an expert here on Ask the Experts. All right, Ken, I think we have time for maybe one more Ask the Experts question. Uh, if you want to submit something, info at thecommercials.tv. You can also call us at uh, 347-829-PUNK and leave us a uh, leave us a voicemail. Okay, so what, this one Did is you the, hear the slidey thing I just did? Listen. I not only heard the music, but I also heard your finger That's scraping awesome. against. That's such a cool yeah. sound. That's a great Okay, sound. our next question this comes... This is an email. This is an email. Okay. Our next question comes via email... From Jonathan Will Hosen. From Permachuse, Florida. Could you at least try to make it sound like a real name? <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> Our next question comes from a gentleman known as Pescadero Moonwalker. From Moonington. North Stradago. <laughs> Pescadero asks, Dear Dave, Dear Dave, I dare you to fucking find me on a map. <laughs> and that's about all the time we have for the commercials free book. <laughs> Ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Don't look back there. Oh, my. I am the great and powerful commercial free podcast. Everything I do is authentic and real. There's no movie magic here. Oh, man. Oh, glad we won't have to do any editing on this show. <laughs> None whatsoever. Oh, all right, all right, all right. We uh, okay. Yeah. Can we do the real one now? Please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can we have time one. for one more? One more. Ask the experts question. This one's directed at Dave. It's from Jonathan Diska from Walkersville, Maryland. Okay. It asked, "Dear Dave, I know you have a background in computer programming. Somewhat, yes. Yes. What is your favorite language and why? And if you could choose a language." What would you learn better and gooder? Oh, wow. That's a great question because I've, I've always been fascinated by other languages and other cultures, but I yeah. never really got to learn very many. I took French yeah. in high school. I took Japanese in college, a little bit of Chinese, but I didn't retain any of it. And uh, I think when I got older, I, I seemed to have a better capacity for learning languages. Sure. So if I... <coughs> If I if I have to say my favorite language, mm-hmm. boy, is this is, can I answer not limited to programming or do I have to limit it? To no, programming? it can be any language you my want. My favorite language of any that that I could choose besides English because that's a kind of a lame answer. That's easy. Uh, my favorite language then is Japanese. There's something okay. about that that really is interesting and fun yeah, yeah. and and so different from what we know. Yeah, you know language. what? Because they get. They got pictures for words over that there. That is something that, yeah, they have hiragana and katakana, mm-hmm. kanji. Mm-hmm. They have an endless number of symbols to represent uh, syllables. They also have katmandu. Yes, they do. They do. They do. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as the language, the language I'd like to learn. To be more better at. To be more better at. 
would have to be the language of love. Because love is what makes the world go round. It brings people together. It moves mountains, parts seas, divides rivers, separates streams, avalanches, avalanches, buses, buses, propels, propellers. And the only way to make these things happen is if you understand the structure and context and syntax of the language of love. That's right. Which is why I highly recommend a series of books on tape that I I have recorded. They're very good. They're called Dave and the Language of Love. That's right. Uh, can I read them an excerpt from one of your... Please, please do. I'd be honored. Chapter 1. Melancholy and the Infinite Loveness. Someone wrote me the other day and said my wife went out on a date with another man. I found out about it because I checked her email. I said, well, you know, I'd understand why you get mad or jealous because she did that. But let me ask you something. In the first place... Were you even speaking the language of love to her? Maybe the man she went to see is the one speaking the language of love to her. And you're just speaking the language of good old-fashioned masturbation. That's just an excerpt, of course. The yeah, chat, well, I remember, the book <clears> I read that, and I, I wrote that in about 1994. It's pretty good. Uh, I was in the Smashing good. Pumpkins phase, as you can probably right, tell. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, obviously. And the thing about the language of love mm-hmm. is that... As soon as you think you have mastered the language, you find out you have so much left exactly. to learn. And, and from that passage, I can only discern that the opposite of the language of love is... The language, language of, of masturbation. masturbation. That's correct. Wow, that's powerful stuff. Well, it took me a lot of years to divine that. Right. See, for, for, for a long time, I always thought masturbation was love. Mm. But it's not, I guess. No, it's a form it's, of, of it's the ultimate expression of self-love. Oh. So what you're saying is when I do that, I'm not really loving another person. You are essentially, it, it's, it's, the, it's the love equivalent <coughs> of talking to yourself. Oh. And you may have a language all to yourself. Like you may have right. sort of gibberish words that you say right. that wouldn't make sense to anybody else outside your head or even maybe your apartment. Right. right. Like what? take a shower with me, Emmanuel Lewis, for God's sakes. Right. These, this is what I want. That trying to figure out what those words actually mean is up to me. Is up to you. So to answer your question, Jonathan, if I had to be gooder at a language, that language would be the language of love. Because Bravo. even though I knew enough to create a series of books on tape and please keep clapping I admit that I'm just a student mm. in a never ending quest for linguistic perfection mm-hmm. when it comes to l'amour mm-hmm. bella l'amour right 
So that's the uh, that's so that's our ask the experts segment where it we is. offer up. Yeah, that's the you know that's about all the time we have for ask the experts. That's right. Yeah, and uh, if you want to submit a question to us directed to Ken or to me to or both to us, us both or, or to neither to neither, please send us an email, Ken, to info at thecommercials.tv. And they can also send uh, they can also leave us a voicemail. Uh, they can call 347-829-PUNK, P-U-N-K, or 347-829-7865. Well, this has been another spectacular edition. Amazing show. Of the Commercials Free Podcast. We want to thank you for being here. Thanks, Dave. Thank you for finally getting here. Thank you, Ken, for I got a being splinter. so patient. No, it's cool. want to thank Sean Ringgold, www.seanringgold.com. Check him out. He's awesome. And, uh... We look forward to the next time we can be together. Which will be next week. Take care, everybody, and uh, please. Chapalalaka.